What is up, everyone? This is Avery Smith, creator of Data Career Jumpstart and Snow Data Science. Welcome back to the Data Career Podcast, the podcast that gives you, the data enthusiast, the tools you need to build an amazing data career. Whether that's just getting started and breaking into data science, landing a more senior position, or building a new data team or product, I hope this podcast is here to help. Episode 19, Ask Avery Session from June 22nd, 2021. I've titled this one, What Background is Best for Data Science? Because that's one of the topics we tackled in this session among many. It was a super awesome session. Loved everyone that was there. Thank you guys who joined in Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and LinkedIn. Thank you for those who asked questions. Thank you to those who had comments. Thank you to those who just listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Um, in this episode, we covered a lot of topics. There was quite a few, to be honest. They include data book recommendations, an update on my complete data science boot camp called Data Career Jumpstart. I almost forgot the name there for a second. What background is best for data science? Spoiler alert, all backgrounds are welcome inside of data science. Uh, we tackled the question, is data getting oversaturated? And how do I get a job with no experience? Um, So those are the topics you'll hear in this podcast. Before we get to the show, I just want to thank you in each one of you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. And I hope I'm providing value to you in some way. Um, If there's anything or anyone you'd like on the show, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Send me a message. Uh, With that being said... We are currently sitting at 742 downloads of the podcast, and I'm really excited to hit that 1,000 mark. Um, we're only, let's see, 200 and what is it, 58, I think, away from that. Um, so if you could just pause for 30 seconds and think of anyone you know that could benefit from this podcast in any way, uh, could be a peer, could be a coworker, could be a cousin, I don't know, anyone. Um, so if you can just think of someone and share with them, I would love you forever and ever. <laughs> so anyways, right into the episode right now after a short message from our sponsor. Thank you guys. Hope you enjoy the episode. What's up? How are you guys doing? Happy Tuesday. It is that time of the week again. It is time for the Ask Avery show. I hope you guys can all hear me. I hope you guys can all see me, whether you're watching on YouTube, Twitch, or LinkedIn. Hello. Happy Tuesday night to all of y'all or wherever you are, whatever time it is. Happy, 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 happy everything. Um, Once again, it's the Ask Avery Show where you can ask me any questions you want about data, data science, data analytics, LinkedIn, building a personal brand, careers, stocks, running, whatever. Anything is free game. Feel free to ask me anything you'd like. We were supposed to have one guest today. Um, but I'm not sure. I never really heard back from them. They signed up for a spot, but I never really heard back. So we have a free free slot. If you want to be uh, on the show, go ahead and just type in the comments. I want to be on the show, or let's just make it a let's just make it an I. Just type an I, and uh, I'll send you guys the link to pop on and ask any questions you want. If you're a little camera shy or can't be on the camera right now. No problem. You can just go ahead and throw any sort of question into the comments. Okay. Sound good? Sound like a plan? Sounds good to me. So first, I want to make sure I know everyone's who's watching. Say hello. Say hi. Um, so I know that you're watching, know that you're here. Um, but we're going to get right into it. Once again, open show today. If you have any questions, feel free to type them in the chat or type the letter I into the comments. And that will signify to me that I'm going to send you, I'll send it on LinkedIn messaging, um, a link to hop on camera and talk face-to-face with me. Sound good? All right. In the meantime, while I'm waiting for some questions or maybe waiting for our guest, I'm going to actually talk about something I posted about on LinkedIn this week. And that was how to improve your resume in five, uh, five quick steps. Um, got some people uh, watching, wanted to say hello to. We got Dustin. Hey, Dustin, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. Dustin's been doing some cool things with some sports analytics and data visualization recently. Uh, I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. Makua? 
That's a very cool name. Um, says hello. Uh, another one I might get wrong. Hemalantha. Hello. Hope you're doing well. And we got a question here from Ron. Any update on the classes that you're going to be doing? And yeah, I've been working on it a lot. Let me um, let me actually, I'll share my screen with you guys. Hold on. Here we go. Sorry for people who are listening to this as a podcast. I will try to describe this the best I can. We got Joe here. What's up? How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. We're going to meet up in person here pretty soon. Robert, hey, if you're just stopping to say hi, can't stay. Long homework tonight. Oh, that's the worst, Robert. Thanks uh, thanks for, for stopping by and good luck with your homework. Hope it goes well. Always can count on Robert to say hello. Um, okay. Uh, I was taking on Ron's question real fast about the classes that I'm going to be doing. So let me um, share my screen here. Share a screen. We got Zahar, Z- Zahara from Seattle. I love Seattle. One of my favorite cities to visit. Been there a couple times. Um, okay, so if you go to datacareerjumpstart.com, right? Um, this is some of this is basically my new boot camp that I'm putting out that basically teaches you how to build a personal brand and how to do data science at the same time because I think they actually go hand in hand really, really well. Um, and of course, there's a lot of places where you can learn about data science already on the internet. Um, but what makes this different? Well, one, it's taught hand in hand with career skills. Like I said, building that personal brand. So a lot of time you have courses that will teach the technical, they'll teach you Python, they'll teach you SQL, but they won't teach you how to do interviews or they won't teach you how to build a presence or build an online portfolio. And so uh, this this course really goes hand in hand. It teaches you how to have a personal brand, build the online portfolio and all the technical skills. Um, We could actually scroll down. And it shows it here, right? This is kind of what's in the course. Data analysis, personal brand, okay? So technical, more soft skills. Programming, right? Technical, portfolio, soft skills. Machine learning, technical, right? How do I use machine learning at my job, career? How do I land my my dream job? So there's kind of a combination of technical and soft skills, which I think is going to make the course very, very unique. The other thing that uh, makes it very unique, and you can kind of see it, in well, you can't really see that that logo very big, can you? That says personal projects, pr- personal practical projects. Okay, so the other thing that's really cool about this course is instead of doing data on something like uh, the Titanic data set or the Boston housing data set or just like any sort of random data set like that's big in the data community, we're actually going to be doing it on your data. So they're all personal projects, super practical to your life. So it's like we we want at, at work, we want to be making data-driven decisions. But then we go home and we're like, uh, I'm just going to do whatever. But no, I mean, we love data. We're data people. We, we want to make data-driven decisions. We want to make the best decisions. And so we're going to use data in our daily lives to help make those decisions. And so, for instance, the projects are going to be all based off of your data and projects that help you in your life. So we have a project about screen time, how much time you're spending on your phone. We have a project on fitness, kind of some of your calories burnt and your workouts. Um, We have a project on what type of music you listen to. Um, So it's it's really unique, I think. I don't see anything like this on the market. Um, It's going to combine technical with the soft skills using your personal data to build an awesome portfolio. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so progress, I'm going to go ahead. I'm the only one that has access to the course right now. I'm going to go ahead and go to the login page. Oh, and do I remember my password? Oh guys, I don't remember my password. Hold on one second. I like have like this crazy password for it. So none of you guys can hack in and get a sneak peek. You guys aren't supposed to know. You guys can't look at it yet, but I'm giving you guys a sneak peek right here. Hold on. Give me a second. Data career jumpstart. Let's see. Um, your new data career jumpstart. Okay, here's my crazy password that doesn't make any sense. Paste it here. I'm gonna click that. Remember me. All right, Ron. Sorry, this is kind of a lengthy, lengthy answer. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make this big again. All right. So here's inside of the course. Um, there's two parts of the course. There's first off the actual course, and then there's the community, um, which is gonna be really special because you're gonna be with these like-minded peers that really want to learn about data. 
Um, so you're gonna go open. And like I said, I'm not done yet, not even close, but here's the course intro. Um, here's some of the contents, five reasons you should have a data career, um, cheating the system, how I'm gonna teach you to cheat the system and instead of doing uh, like two years of a master's or four years of a PhD to become a data scientist, how we can do it a lot quick, more quickly by using projects. Um, I did. I just wanted to say hi from uh, Ben Taylor. Hi from Delta at 35,000 feet on my way to San Francisco. I mean, that's pretty cool. Hi, Ben. I thought I saw Ben. I saw Ben's doppelganger at the airport the other day. It was so crazy. I thought it was him for sure. Um, on Sunday, I was there. Um, anyways, um, and then I talk about portfolios, right? That's a key part of this of this project of this boot camp is your portfolios. So talk about your portfolio. I talk about my portfolio, et cetera, et cetera. And then here's the first module that's going to be on screen time. So anyways, to answer Ron's question, it is, I'm working on it. It's coming out in mid August. That's the hope. Um, I really think it's going to be pretty special and pretty exciting. So I hope you guys are all really excited about it. All right. Back to some questions here. I saw we had a question up here from Servando. Servando, what's good? Hi, I have a quick question. I'm about to graduate with information systems degree. Will it be enough for a data analyst slash engineering position? That is a good question, Servando. So basically you're asking, is an IS degree enough to get into a data analyst or a data engineering role? Um, and that's the interesting thing about you know data analysts and data engineers and data scientists is there's not like a degree that necessarily matches up to it, right? If I want to be a chemical engineer, what degree do I get? Chemical engineering. If I want to be a mechanical engineer, what degree do I get? Mechanical engineering. There's not like a data analyst degree or data scientist degree or data engineering degree. So it's kind of degree agnostic to a way. Um, and a lot of the skills that you end up learning, you're learning outside of college. Um, and I do know some colleges are coming up with like, uh, I know BYU-Idaho, for instance, has a data science undergraduate degree now. Um, so some, some schools are coming out with undergraduate degrees specifically in data science, data engineering. But for the most part, you're learning those skills outside of college, either in a course or most of the time on job training, or you just learn as you go. That's the thing is the internet has so much information about this. You can learn as you go. Um, and the idea, the ideal is to get paid to learn. So land a position and learn on the job. That is the best thing that you can do to you know, to learn, just get paid to learn. That is the goal. Um, so is IS good for data analyst or data engineering roles? Well, Servando, and if you're still here, uh, I would love for you to respond. What did you learn in, in that degree? What type of skills did you learn? Did you learn coding? I'm, I'm sure you did in some way. Did you focus on networking? Um, did you learn Python? Did you learn JavaScript? Did you learn SQL? Because um, it kind of depends on some of the skills you have. Because basically, employers just want you to prove that you can do the tasks they might give you. So if they do a lot of SQL, a lot of like data munging, data cleaning, data storage, they want you to be good at SQL. And if you learn that in your IS degree, or you just know that from, you know, maybe a job or an online course you've taken, it doesn't really matter what your degree is. As long as you know SQL, you're good. Um, and can you prove it to them? Do you have a project? Um, so I think IS is, is a good degree as long as you have the skills. If you're going to be a data analyst, you would know, oh yeah, right here. Servando says SQL, Python, R, and some Java mostly. Yeah, that's, that's a great start, especially for a data analyst. Um, data analysts are typically, uh, you know, they're dipping their fingers in Python and R, but not too much, not doing too much predictive analytics and doing a lot of descriptive analytics, which is like stats, right? So maybe ANOVA, hypothesis testing, a lot of descriptive analytics in terms of data visualization. So Servando, something you might want to add in order to be a competitive data analyst is Power BI, Tableau, Google Data Studio, some sort of business intelligence dashboarding solution, which they're super easy to learn. They're drag and drop, but you know, learn one or two of those just, just barely, just enough to put on your resume. That would make you a good candidate as an analyst. Um, in terms of data engineering, I am less familiar with data engineering. I've never 
really tried to have a data engineering job on purpose. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. It's really hard um, and it requires a little bit more, uh, I think, more technical skills and more CS savvy skills. So if you're really good at SQL, I think you're, you have a good chance to, to do well as a data engineer. And if you know cloud computing at all, did you, did you do any sort of public cloud computing, you know, AWS, uh, Google cloud platform, uh, Azure, if you have any of those skills, that's very useful as a data engineer. And then of course, some of the, the big data solutions, Spark, Scala, uh, Hive, Hadoop, um, those types of things make you a good data engineer. I'm less, I'm not a good data engineer. Um, and of course the, the lines between data scientist, data analyst, and data engineer all overlap and ebb and flow. Um, but as a data scientist who dabbles in data engineering, I do a poor job to be perfectly honest. I wish I was better at it. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that answers your question. I definitely think Servando that you could get a, um, a job as data analyst or a data engineer. Um, but you need to have good projects. So, you know, like we talked about with Ron talking about uh, my bootcamp, it's all project-based. I want to have an online portfolio for everyone who's applying to every job and they have five projects and they say, hey, look, I've done this. Oh, you want to know that I've done SQL? Well, check out this project I did that matches your industry problem very well. Um, I, I think it's less about your degree and more about your skills and not only what skills do you have, but how do you showcase them? which I think is done best through projects and portfolios. Hopefully that answers your question. Appreciate the question. Um, I did see we had uh, two other people that said hi. Merwa, hi from Paris. How you doing, Merwa? And then we have uh, Nathan um, from Sweden. Big fan. Are you are you Swedish? Are you just doing, are you doing school there? I know a lot of people do school in Sweden, but do you live in Sweden? Um, if so, hey, Go to bra. I speak a little Swedish. Actually, I speak a lot of Swedish. I lived there for two years. So picked up quite a bit. All right. Question here from Victor. Hey, Avery, could you tell us what was going on in your head and how did you feel about going from chemical engineering to data? Also, how did how do I know if I have the necessary skills to join a master's in data coming from chemical engineering? Okay, so there's two questions here. Victor, thank you for your question. Appreciate it. Um, how did I feel transitioning from chemical engineering to data? Well, first, my situation might be a little bit more more unique because I basically discovered data and data science when I was a freshman in college. And uh, even though I didn't get into it directly as a freshman in college, uh, by my sophomore year, I had been exposed to programming, you know, or by my freshman year, I'd been exposed to programming. I knew I really liked programming. Um, and for some reason in high school, I was like, oh yeah, I like chemistry. I like math. So I'm going to be a chemical engineer. Um, but halfway through my sophomore year or even early into my sophomore year, I knew I hated chemical engineering. I knew chemical engineering was not for me. It was just not my cup of tea. I did not like the homework. I did not like the classes. Um, I liked a few of them, but like the, the ones that are core, core to chemical engineering, uh, like thermo, uh, thermodynamics, kinetics, uh, process, process safety, all those classes I hated. Um, so I knew pretty early in my career that chemical engineering wasn't for me. Um, I did like some aspects, but like what you would consider a traditional chemical engineer, I was never going to be able to do that. So I had a choice. I was like a sophomore in college. I'd already done freshman year chemical engineering, maybe half a sophomore year. I had a choice. The choice was what major do I go to? But like, like I just talked about with Servando, it doesn't really matter what major you you go into for, for data science. I knew I wanted to become a data scientist. Um, I didn't really necessarily know the title and I didn't really know the path to get there, but I knew there was no data science degree. So I had basically a choice. Do I want to switch my major to statistics? Do I want to switch my major to computer science? Um, but the computer science degree required you to take this class where you like programmed Excel. And I didn't want to make software. I was never interested in making software. I wanted to utilize programming to solve problems, but not make, not make software. So I had a choice. Do I switch my major into something that I don't even know about, or do I stay with chemical engineering? Um, if I switch my major, it's probably going to take me an extra year to graduate, or I could get a master's degree after school. And that would take me about a year too. So that's what I decided is that I was going to basically do 
uh, instead of doing an extra year of undergraduate, I would do an extra year of graduate school. So from my sophomore year on, I knew I was going to do chemical engineering. I always knew that I was going to do some sort of graduate school that involved more programming and more data and more math. So that's kind of a hard question because I always knew that I was going to switch. I never wanted to stay necessarily. My first job at ExxonMobil was like half chemical engineering, ah, maybe a th maybe a sixth chemical engineering. Um, they hire chemical engineers into that role and you have to know some chemical engineering know-how. Um, but I never worked as like a process engineer in the field. Never. I would have died. I couldn't do it. Um, so that was kind of what's going on in my head. Um, but also, I mean, I, I guess to describe what more of my feelings, I knew I didn't want to work in a plant. I wanted to work from an office. I wanted to work remotely. I wanted to spend time with my family. I wanted to go on vacation. I wanted to get paid a lot. That was, that was a, that was a big goal. Um, I knew data science checked those boxes. Um, I just, I wanted to create things and chemical engineers, it's not as often as you create software is easier to create. Sorry. I just said, I don't like to create software, but you get the idea. Programming is easier to create things than it is chemistry, right? Um, I worked as a lab technician my freshman year and you make one mistake in a experiment. It takes you like four hours to figure out you made the mistake and you have to repeat the, the, mis the real experiment. In software development and programming, you make one mistake, you find out 30 seconds later, you rerun it 30 seconds later and it works. And I love the iterative process of that. So that was kind of what's going on in my head um, when I was transferring. Um, how do you know if you have the necessary skills to join a master's in data coming from an engineering background? Well, first off, you do. Engineers make great data scientists, great data analysts, great data engineers, because you have an incredible technical background. And there's like a Venn diagram that they show of data science. It's domain knowledge, which you have as an engineer. Uh, it is computer science, which you may not have a whole lot of. But the next one is mathematics. And engineers have great mathematics background most of the time. You've taken calculus. You've taken uh, engineering. Sorry, you've taken calculus. You've taken linear algebra. Uh, you may have taken like differential equations or PDEs or something like that. You have a great math background, and that's very useful as a data scientist. And the logic's very useful in programming as well. Um, so 10 out of 10, I think engineers make great uh, data careers. So I think you have the skills. Um, where you might lack the skills is in programming. So I definitely work on your programming because that is a big part, at least if you want to be a data scientist. Data analysts, they don't do as much programming, and you can get away with more drag-and-drop applications. Um, but data scientists typically need to at least know Python or R or SQL or some combination of them. Um, so I'd work on your programming or at least know where your programming stands. Try taking that LinkedIn assessment and seeing if you pass. Um, know what a for loop is and what a while loop is. Um, yeah, if you do that, you should be on the, uh, the right track, I think. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um, I'm going to have a... YouTube video and an article coming out about what I think about data science masters. Um, I'm graduating this semester for my data science master. Um, if you guys didn't know, I've been getting a master's online part-time, took me two years from Georgia Tech. Um, it was an okay program. It costs about $12,000. Um, and the last like two semesters have been a complete joke. Um, I haven't liked them. Uh, anyways, I, I, I'm gonna save it for the YouTube video. Um, it's one of the best master's degrees out there in general, like the best master's degrees. Um, and I just don't think it's that good. Um, so anyways, that's why I'm building data career jumpstart to basically beat <laughs> the Georgia tech online masters. My program is going to be five times cheaper and I hope five times more value. That's what I'm aiming for. Um, so hopefully that answers your question, Victor. Thank you for the question. Let me know if you have a follow-up. Um, did see, we had a couple comments here from Angri. She said, great. I'm glad you thought so. And LinkedIn user, this is great insight. So proud of you, Avery. Well, hey, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I can't see who you are because of your privacy settings, I think. Um, but thank you. I really appreciate your support. Okie dokie. Um, Alfonso. Alfonso said, I'd appreciate it if you can give me um, some advice for creating portfolio about chemical engineering on data science 
or should I focus or should I not focus on chemical engineering and do data science projects in general? Okay, so you're talking about making a portfolio. Um, let me show you this really fast, Alfonso. Let me share my screen again. Share screen. Let me show you my first portfolio that I ever made, okay? This is on Data Career Jumpstart, actually. We could go to the um, My Portfolios section, and I'll basically show you this. But I think it is, what is it? Avery JS. Uh, Wix site. Oh, wait, that looks like it. Yeah. Okay, here's the first portfolio I ever made. Um, I love chemical engineering subjects, but agree with you. I want to have a home office time, and I think it being chemical engineering plant is not for me. Yeah, I feel you. Um, okay, so here's the first portfolio I ever made. Um, let me make it big, and let me go to the homepage. I made this while I was a sophomore in school. This is on Wix. It's just a website builder. And it says, Avery Smith, chemical engineer, University of Utah. Gives a quick introduction to who I am and my resume. This is not a great portfolio. I've gotten a lot better at making them over the years. But the point is that I had one. And you can see that it has a little bit about me, um, has about the company I was working for. Um, and then it also has my latest work, which is basically, um, basically like the projects that I did. And one of them is classification trees, which is machine learning. Um, stock stats, which is stats, right? Moore's law, which is semiconductors. And you can go to the uh, blog section. Blog is a bad name. Portfolio is a much better name. Should have named it portfolio. But you can see that this is what I was talking about. Uh, some of my learnings, the types of machine learning, decision trees, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But here's like, for instance, here's one uh, where I put a project from a, um, a school uh, projects. We made a video for it and I put it on my blog. This blog is super slow. So here's the YouTube video of a chemical engineering project. I'll just play a little bit so you can see part of it. So we like did this experiment with these dancing beads. It's like vapor pressure or something like that. I don't fully remember. Um, so I, I mixed chemical engineering topics and data topics on this particular blog. I think you can do that. The whole point is that you have something where people can, resumes have to be one page. Unless you have a PhD or 15 plus or 20 plus years in industry, your resume has to be one page. That's kind of a hard rule for me. Has to be one page. And that's not enough for someone to fully understand who you are. And so what you do is on your resume, you link to this website and this website can have a million pages, you know? They can really get to understand you, really see all your work. They can see your skills. They can read about you and have projects there. Um, I think you can, you're fine to combine chemical engineering and data science. So like here's a section where I talk about all the chemicals I'd handled and machines I was trained on. Um, here's some of my like graphic design work. So I mixed a lot of different things onto this portfolio. I don't think it really matters you can have all, multiple industries. People just want to know that you're interesting and that you do good work. And so I think you could definitely mix them, Alfonso. Definitely. I think that's fine. Did I answer your question? Do you have any follow-ups? Because I'm not sure I answered that correctly. So um, let me know if you have a follow-up to that and we can, we can take it right now. In the meantime, I'm going to take up this question here from Zahra. Is data, data getting somewhat saturated? Um, this is one of my myths about data science is that data is getting saturated. It's not true. Um, I don't think it's true at all. Um, I, I think like if data careers were a stock, I'd be buying the stock right now because I think they're only going to go up. You might see a small dip in salary. That's possible, especially for like machine learning engineers or data scientists. Um, I only think data engineers are, is going to go up. I think their salary is going to go up because I think they're really needed. Um, but I, I don't see data careers getting saturated at all. I think there's still plenty of room. Every business, every organization wants to be doing data and they can't find good people to hire. Um, they want to be making data-driven decisions. They have so many projects. They just don't have enough time to do it. Um, one, I guess, thing we could see is... Uh, projects often fail in data science and data in general for a lot of different reasons. So we could see a decrease in funding 
and that could maybe drive the uh, demand for data careers down. Um, but I don't really see that happening. Okay, Zahra, let me ask you this. What are the biggest companies in the world? All right, what are the biggest, most successful companies in the world? Um, actually, in the chat, go ahead, throw some companies out. What companies do you guys think are the most successful in the world? Um, I'll start with some of mine, but I'd, I'd be really interested in hearing what your guys' thoughts are. Amazon, it's Prime Day today, right? People are spending their whole <laughs> wallet on Amazon today. Amazon's a pretty powerful company, pretty successful. They're a data company. They use so much data engineering. They use so much data science. They have so many data rules that like you would not believe. And they're growing and they're only going to need more of them. All right. All right. Zahra says uh, FANG. Yes. So FANG stands for, let's see if I can do it. Facebook Alphabet, which is Google. Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Oh, wait. What's the G? Is G? Maybe those are both. I don't know. Sorry if I don't know if I didn't get it right. Um, but yeah, Netflix, you open up Netflix and it says, because you watch this, try this. That's a machine learning. That's data science. Okay. Facebook, you open up Facebook and there's some random post on the top of your feed. How do they decide that? That's data science. That's machine learning. They're only getting bigger. Instagram's the same way, owned by Facebook. Uh, uh, Google, right? You Google something. How do they know what you're looking for? You just type in a bunch of words and all of a sudden the exact website you're looking for pops up. That's data science. So these top companies, all these fang companies, I think are top of the world, right? They're the biggest companies and best companies. Um, and they're growing, so they're going to continue to need data people. And I think other industries are catching up. You took a, take a look at Tesla, what Tesla is doing to the automobile industry. You know, they have uh, automatic driving. That is a huge data problem that they have to solve. Tons of data engineering, tons of machine learning, tons of data science. That is a big problem to solve. Um, and they're going to need more people. So to answer your question, I don't think data is getting, maybe it's getting somewhat saturated. But I don't think so. I don't think it's. I don't think we're close to saturation yet. I think we still have a lot of organizations that are filling their data roles. How do you feel about Andrew? I never know how to say his last name, but this guy is a genius. He's like made all of the Stanford professor, if I'm not mistaken, right? Stanford or MIT? I'm pretty sure it's Stanford. About focusing on better data as opposed to iterating on training. Um, so this is an interesting question. This is basically like. Should you focus on training machine learning algorithm and coming up with different uh, like parameters and different um, meta aspects of it, um, focus on different formats, different structure of your model, or should you just get better data? I think better data is always a better solution. Um, I don't think it's always possible, though. That's the problem. Um, and that's, that's really where I think data engineers come into play um, and smarter people than me because I'm good at analyzing data. I'm not great at collecting it. I'm not good at generating it. I'm okay at generating it, I guess. Uh, I've done that in a couple of roles. Um, but I think I, if you can get better, here's the thing is it's like, I was talking to Scott Taylor, the data whisperer the other day, and we, we came up with this analogy. Well, he came up with it basically. Um, but he's really big on making uh, the data governance. He's really big on getting people into data, data governance, which is basically like having good data and having it stored properly. And he's like, let's say you're going to make a meal, okay? The first thing you do is you go to the store. You buy the ingredients. You bring the ingredients home. You prep the ingredients. You start to cook. Uh, you cook the ingredients, and then you eat. Let's say eating is basically having insight out of your data. Um, you can cook. You can be as good of a cook as you possibly can, but if you don't have good ingredients, you're never going to have a good meal. So if you can fix the ingredients at the beginning – then dang, I do that. Because I mean, if you have crappy ingredients and you're a great chef, you can probably make something that's still good, but not great. So have good ingredients. That's a, that's a good thing to improve your company and improve your organization. Have good data. Thank you for that question. That was a fun question. Uh, thank you for sharing your blog. Yeah, you're welcome, Alfonso. I was wondering if there are any data sets about process slash chemical engineering in order to make an analysis. Oh yeah, there is... Where to find good data specific to engineering? Okay, so there's basically two or three things that come to mind. One is Kaggle. Go to kaggle.com, K-A-G-G-L-E. Kaggle has all sorts of data science uh, data sets on there available for download for free. 
Um, there's not like a ton of chemical engineering. There's a lot of bio ones, but those are pretty similar. Um, but I mean, you can find chemical ones on there for sure. Um, another great place is Google actually has a database uh, search um, engine. So search Google database search engine on Google and it'll pop up and you can type in a subject. So for instance, you could type in, I don't know, uh, asphaltine kinetics and that'll pop up a bunch of data. Some of that is free. Some of that is paid for. Check that out. Uh, governments often publish their data. I don't know how much of that would be chemical engineering-y, um, but those are three places to at least start. Um, okay, let's think, let's think, let's think. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's my answer. Okay, here we go. Joyce, um, if you see a job description, not a single job is posted for newcomers in data. They all want experienced person. So how a person like me can get hired? Joyce, that is a great question. That is a fantastic question. So you're saying that there's all these job descriptions and none of them want someone new. They all want experience. Okay. This is actually something that I teach in Data Career Jumpstart. Um, there's actually a whole lesson taught about this and it's titled Fabricate Your Experience. Okay. I have never in my life been qualified for any of the jobs that I've ended up getting. But how did I do it? I faked it till I made it. And I, I don't want to say that I faked it, but I, I fabricated my own experience. Okay. I'll give you an example. I was a freshman and I wanted to work in industry. I was an engineer and I wanted an engineering job. And I had zero experience other than working at a gym. That was my one experience, my one job in high school. So I, I didn't know what to do. I knew I wasn't qualified. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, I might have to work for free for a couple months and then I'll get experience. And so I cold emailed 20 professors and I said, Hey, can I do research for you? I didn't say I'd do it for free, but I, I realized that I might have to. And one guy took a chance on me and I worked for him part-time for like five hours a week, 10 hours a week for three months for free. And then I had experience on my resume and I got a job as an engineer. <laughs> so that's one way I fabricated experience. Okay. Two, when I was breaking into data science, I didn't necessarily have data science skills, but I started doing data science projects. I started learning on my own and doing projects. Okay. So let me show you. So like, for instance, if you have a portfolio, if you do data science projects and you have a portfolio, let's say, uh, Joyce, is there some sort of industry you're interested in more than others? Um, I'm going to go to my personal website, which has my newest portfolio, averyjsmith.com. Let's say you were trying like me, for instance, I'm interning with the jazz this summer, the Utah jazz, um, as a data scientist, I've never worked in sports as a data scientist. I never worked in sports in general, but I love sports. Um, I'm not qualified, the most qualified to, to work with the jazz. Um, and there's a lot of people who want to work in an NBA team. And so what I did in my portfolio, I have two projects that are very specific to the jazz. So I, I, I went and I web scraped some data from the jazz um, and I uh, was able to come up with a shot analysis. It's a 42 minute read. It has all of my code, a huge write up of all the stuff I learned, ton of analysis, a YouTube video um, that explains basically this data science project that I did with MBA data just for fun, quote unquote, learning purposes, right? Um, and it's really good. This is like really well done. Very interesting. Um, I show this to people who work for the NBA. They're like, Oh, that's really good. So I don't have experience. I've never worked in the NBA before, but look, I did this. I'm proving my worth. So prove your worth in a, in a different way. Um, uh, not everyone can work for free. Like I did as a freshman in college. I understand people have lives, people have kids, uh, people have mortgages and debt. Okay. That's not an option for everyone to make your experience. But you can spend time on the weekends and nights doing a project that in your field. So Joyce, is there somewhere you really want to work? Let's say you want to work, just for example, you want to work for Amazon or something like that. Okay. I would find some consumer data in e-commerce and analyze it. This is like, hey, Amazon director, this is something, this is a problem you might have. You might wonder how you can better get people to buy bundles of, pro of products. So I went through and I found this data online, has all this e-commerce data. Uh, I analyzed it and I came up with this algorithm and I think we could use it at Amazon. And of course, you're probably never going to implement it at Amazon, but they're like, oh, 
I mean, look at they took a use case, they figured out how to solve it, they came up with a solution, and they presented it really well. And so do that. Fabricate your own experience. I I apply, I'm gonna be honest. I am 26 years old. Okay. I'm 26 years old. <laughs> uh, I didn't start college till I was 20 years old. Okay. So think about that. I only have possible six years of experience in the field. That's, that's the most time that I can have. I applied to jobs that required 15 plus years of experience. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care how many years of experience you're requiring. Okay. I'm just going to apply and I'm going to prove to you that I am good. I can do things that you need me to do. I don't care about what your experience you think you need. I'm going to be cheaper than that person. Maybe I'm going to be better than that person. I'm going to be younger. I'm going to be smarter than that person. Who cares? Um, Okay. The one, the one caveat I will say there is sometimes when it's like a big job opening and they're getting thousands of reviews, they will like filter for the years of experience. So that's really tough. Um, I prefer jobs where you don't have to compete with a thousand people. Um, I don't like those companies most of the time. Okay. Long answer. Uh, long-winded. Hope that helps Joyce. Um, okay. I, I did see, this is on topic maybe. Um, owner Avery Smith, wonderful project. I'll take a look. However, jazz lost badly to the Clippers. Will your project make them win against them? <laughs> oh, I know for those who didn't watch. The Jazz lost in the quarterfinals of the NBA playoffs last week, and it was really sad. Um, I'm actually not working, so that, this is kind of the funny part, is I did a project based off of the basketball play, and I, I really would love to get a job working for the Jazz in basketball play, um, but they didn't have any openings, and it was playoffs, so it was a little stressful. So instead, I'm doing more business analytics, basically, or data science on the business side, of the jazz. So my project will not help the jazz win more necessarily. Uh, maybe it will, cause maybe we'll, we'll make more money and we can spend more money and then we can have better players and then we can win, but it's not on the court. It's all off the court. Funny question though. I like it. Owner. Um, Zahra says, love it. Glad you're still here. I appreciate your time. Thank Thank you all for being here. I appreciate your guys' time. All right. I'm in, SWE, S-W-E, which is software engineering, if you didn't know, about to enter my last semester as a CS student. A bit late. No, you're not. You're 0% late. You are 0% late at all. You're right on time. Are you kidding me? You're 100% on time. Um, you're you're in a great position. I mean, there's people in watching this who are like 60 and they're like, I want to switch to the data science career. You're way early. You're a baby. You got it. You're gonna. You're you're on time. All right. But pivot into a career in data science as a career, or be competent in both. Can I become industry level via self study realistically while working full time as a SWE, or will it be? Will that track be much easier by growing into grad school? Okay. So you're a software engineer. You want to dip your toes into data science. Can you do that while working and self study, or do you need to take some sort of grad school? Okay, it depends on your personality, okay? And it depends where you get a full-time job. Um, you could easily transfer into a data career without even self-studying if you work for the right company and you have the right projects. So for instance, let's say you go to Amazon and you're a software engineer. They probably don't necessarily care that much about like once you're at Amazon, what your degree is, because then you're just an Amazonian, right? Like you're just an Amazon employee. And you could probably get, you know, let's say you work as a traditional software engineer one to two years. And then you get a project where it's half software engineering, but you deal with the data scientists a little bit more. And they're like, oh, well, I want to learn more about data science. They're like, okay, go work for this, this uh, our sister team in the data science team. So some big companies, it's really easy to transfer from one job to another. Or let's say you work for a really small company. So I worked for VaporSense for a while. VaporSense, rep- oh, how do I make it? VaporSense, represent. VaporSense had four people or 15 people. Um, and it was a small company. And we uh, had to wear multiple hats. And so one day I went to my boss and I was like, hey, I, our data scientist has been gone for like six months. Can I start doing data science? And he's like, yeah, if you can do it. And I showed him a project and I was like, look, I can do it. He's like, okay, go ahead and get started. So you can definitely learn data science on the job. Um, I've been really tainted by grad school. I don't think grad school is a great option unless you want a master's degree or a PhD, like if you're like, that's a life goal, I just need it, then do it. Um, I kind of regret doing mine, um, to be honest. 
Uh, I think a much better solution is self-study. Or to be honest, my my true answer is the best solution is do data career jumpstart. And let me tell you why. I don't mean to like plug my own thing, but I'm building it for me when I was in college. That's exactly what I'm doing. So like this is what I would have liked if I was in an undergrad in college and I wanted to learn data science. It's cheap. It's going to be less than $3,000. Okay. So it's super cheap. That's one semester of a master's degree and you take six semesters. So do the math. It's uh, one sixth the price. And it's so practical. My master's degree was so theoretical at times. I don't care about the theory at all. I really don't like it. Um, I just really don't like the theory. I'm not interested in, I just want to apply, apply, apply. So uh, anyways, that's, that's my take. Um, also with self-study, this is also, um, I just noticed that you said this here or, or Sam. Hi, Sam. Sam said this. What are some great races, resources to self-study for DA slash DS field to work on your own projects? Are there any books or sites you would recommend? So once again, <laughs> I recommend datacareerjumpstart.com. Uh, sign up for the course. I think it's worth the money. You're going to have nine, uh, nine projects right off the bat that are going to be super sweet. Um, the, the other thing uh, about self-studying is I think it's, I think it is really good. I did a lot of self-studying, um, but let me, let me give you another analogy. Okay. Right now. And I, I love being transparent. That's one of my goals is to be transparent. So I'm opening up. I'm going to be transparent. Okay. Uh, Right now, I, or let's say the start of the year, okay? Start of the year, I weighed 215 pounds, okay? I should weigh like 175. Like that's what I should weigh. So I am, let's see, 25 plus 15, 40 pounds. I'm 40 pounds heavier than I would like to be. And, you know, every beauty, everybody is beautiful. You know, weight isn't the end of your life. Um, but I, I want to be a little bit skinnier than I am right now, a little bit more fit. Okay. Um, what went wrong in 2020? I tried to self-study my weight loss and my fitness. Okay. I try to do it on my own and it just gets pushed to the side. There's no urgency. I just didn't get it done. And so this year what I've done differently and I've lost 10 pounds, which isn't enough, but I've, I've lost some pounds. Okay. Is I'm not self-studying anymore. I paid like, I paid a grand or two grand. I signed up for all these races uh, I bought new equipment. I'm much more motivated. Um, I have more urgency. I have a race coming up in, let's see, how many days? Eight plus seven, 17, 25 days. That's going to kick my butt. And I'm like, oh, I need to train. So I'm in the gym every day. I'm doing two a days. I'm motivated. I'm making progress. I'm getting stronger because I feel that urgency. Self-study sometimes, unless you're a very motivated person, you don't have that urgency. And so it does, doesn't happen as much or doesn't happen as quick, which is fine. I mean, you can take time. Um, but anyways, that's my opinion on self-studying. Okay. But if you're going to self-study, okay, are there books or sites you'd, I'd recommend? Um, it depends what you want to learn. If you want to learn data science, Kaggle, Kaggle, K-A-G-G-L-E. It's a great place to self-study. Um, really cool notebooks, competitions, uh, very cool learning platform. I, I really like Kaggle. Um, and then it kind of depends on what you want to learn. That's like more like model making, machine learning. That's a great place to learn machine learning. Um, in terms of books, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. I don't have any books that I necessarily recommend. I've never owned a data science book ever. Um, kind of funny, actually. Um, I guess, well, I haven't even read that one, so I'm not going to suggest that one. I never used a book. I have used books for data visualization. Um, if you're into data visualization, I do have a lot of book recommendation, recommendations. Um, I have too many right now. Um, I've posted it in the past. Oh, go ahead. Storytelling with data is really good. And the Edward Tufte books are really good for data visualization. Um, I have a lot of data visualization books. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. I have uh one data design book like data visualization design four data visualization five six seven eight nine i have nine data visualization books one two three four five sports and data books and i have one two like business data books. That's, that's my data bookshelf right there. Oh, and I just bought a new data, no, a data communication book and a data governance book. So anyways, 
I'm, I'm still learning every day. That's the nice thing is you can learn every day. Um, Sam, did I answer your question? Is there something specific you want to learn? Um, cause if it's just DA slash DS, um, Kaggle is probably the best place to go in general for that. Um, I also really like Ken G you guys follow Ken G on YouTube, buddy of mine, K E N space J E E. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, big fan of his YouTube page. Great content. Pretty interesting. Okay. We are at minute 47. Um, so hopefully I helped you guys answer some questions tonight. I've got to jet. Um, I have uh, my second workout of the day to do. Got to go on a bike ride, 45 minute bike ride. <laughs> and then I got to go to bed because tomorrow I am hiking uh, Mount Olympus in Utah. So that's 4,000 feet elevation, uh, about eight miles or something like that. Oh, Zahra, this is a really good question. I'm going to, I'm going to leave this. She asked me, why didn't you like your Georgia tech masters? I'm going to leave this because it is too complex to explain, uh, right here. I'm going to do a YouTube video and a medium article about it, um, by mid July. Um, so it's going to come out soon. Um, and it's not that I didn't like it. It was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't worth the money. Um, but I'll leave you on a cliffhanger <laughs> for now. I'm sorry. I appreciate it though. Um, but the, the YouTube video will be coming out, uh, with an article sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, thank you guys all. Thank you, Zahra for being here the whole time. Joyce, Alfonso, Sam, Victor, Servando, Ron, uh, Merwa, all of you guys. Um, Makua, thank you guys all for being here. Really appreciate you guys' time. And I, I hope you guys have a great night and a good rest of tomorrow. See you guys later. Thanks for joining. With that, the podcast episode is over. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you are enjoying this podcast, please give us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. And also send it to someone else, a coworker, a friend, a family member that is interested in data or interested in, in career building. That would be greatly appreciated. As always, if you haven't checked it out, please go to datacareerjumpstart.com. This is my new course that I'm launching and aim to help data or help professionals transfer their careers into data careers. It's going to be an awesome course, data science bootcamp, very comprehensive at a fraction of the cost of a master's degree or regular data science bootcamp. So I'm really excited about this project. Uh, go check it out, datacareerjumpstart.com, and send it to someone that you think might be interested in having a data career. Until the next episode, guys, see you later. Bye-bye.